ain't gonna give up Got too little time, I'ma live up Head down, push forward through the tough times Cause anything we're doing is a tough climb I'm good <laughs> Hey there dudes, <laughs> it's us you girls <laughs> Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast, I'm S And I'm D. And we are goblins, two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. Today, we bring you the much-anticipated part two of our favorite haunts, domestically and internationally. Yes, and for those of you who are like, what kind of intro was that? Um, I lost my mouse for a second on my monitor, and I had to find it. And I was like, you good? Uh, we're good. <laughs> but yes, we are it's spooky. My mouse disappeared. <laughs> ah. <laughs> you know, like how in videos or movies, they have the like, duh, and people are like, ah. Okay. That's what I feel like we should in- insert li- little sound effect. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because tis the season. Um, I don't know where everyone is tuning in from but at least where i live in my neck of the woods the leaves are starting to slowly turn and i can't fucking wait i know i some of the leaves are starting to fall here and it's just it's still so hot that i can't appreciate it yet that too yep but i'm i'm ready i'm it's october is what i saw online today (laughs) that's blasphemous (laughs) (laughs) October. But yes, we are, we're finishing up our top five favorite haunts, I guess in the world. And I I feel a little bad because I don't think any of mine take place outside of America, or at least North America. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, it's fine. We'll do another set. I'll do one that specifically (laughs) focuses on international ones. I I got you covered because I think I have... Is it both of mine? I don't even remember. No, one of them's domestic, one of them's international. But I got you covered, girl. Okay. Do you do you want to start us off then today with your international one? Sure, sure. So my selection is the Huska Castle in the Czech Republic. It If you look up photos of this structure, architecturally, it is so impressive. It is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it truly is just a castle on a rock, surrounded by woods. And what's so fascinating about this place, this it has no kitchen, no what? fortifications, no water source. It's very impractical. So, I mean, maybe if there was some kind of siege, it could be good because oh. of the location. But okay. Otherwise, it is very impractical, and it's also located in a very odd location amid those dense forests. Mm-hmm. And this castle's claim to fame is that it allegedly is a portal to hell, and that's why it's so impractical. The only purpose that it serves is not for habitation, but rather to be kind of a central localized point for this portal, so it's oh. not easily accessible by people. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking up pictures. This is this is freaky looking. It's freaky, but it's I don't know, hauntingly gorgeous, one could say. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, that's the vibe. Um and don't quote me on this. I believe our best friend forever in the afterlife, Zach Bagans, may have done an investigation on this place. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised because I believe they had a European tour where they did several spots in Romania, such as Dracula's Castle. Okay, yeah. And I think maybe one other part in Bucharest, and I know that's not the Czech Republic, but amid that selection of locations, one of them may have been the Huska Castle. Okay. Is there a way for people to visit or is it sealed off to tours and whatnot? I am not sure. If so, I I imagine there's probably a very long waiting list, and it seemed probably exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, but since it is so inconvenient to get to, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know what? Let's check this out. Okay. So, there are properties that are open to the public nearby. Okay. But... 
nothing immediately comes up. Okay. So is this portal to hell, is it like a physical thing there or? Yeah, so it it almost seems like this endless pit. Mm-hmm. And if you notice on the photos of the castle, the castle itself is very like cylindrical and really high up. Yeah, it's almost like someone took a rectangle, hollowed it out, and set it upright. Yes, and I think that's the whole entire point, that it's built around the structure. Just Mm. like I think, and size-wise and everything else-wise, this is a poor comparison, but I think if anyone has ever been in Chicago to the Field Museum and seen the U-boat, they built that whole exhibit around the U-boat itself. Oh, So it's almost like they built it around this portal to alleged portal to hell, to right. keep everything contained. Okay. That's interesting. Yes, and, you know, uh, the usual ghostly wails and whispering and screaming in agony and monks and all that, <laughs> all the delicious, delectable, haunted stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if, sorry, just took a drink of water. <laughs> I wonder if it falls on ley lines, you know, the... The lines Mm. that are across the world that intersect and it's where energies are supposed to flow through easier for those who might not know, because we're just weird and we know what those are. (laughs) Like in the US. Yeah. There's a bunch of places where, like, I think also Stonehenge falls on ley lines. Like, a lot of them converge at Stonehenge. Yes, the monoliths, sure. So it's, I wonder if that might be the same case with the castle. That could be a whole other episode, too, is like where we look at ley lines and compare granted correlation does not mean causation but it's a fun little thing to talk about i think it's very interesting i know that in romania and i've seen these even in poland where in romania allegedly one of the woods the um, boyabashu forest i think is called where the trees grow crooked and Mm. the magnetic field of it is very confusing and disorienting to like let's say, traditional compasses and and so forth. I don't know how it impacts technology, but even people too, and that allegedly because of that uh, magnetic anomaly Mm -hmm. that there is like time travel or some portals, something not good. And I've seen, in addition to the trees uh, that grow all weird, Almost mm-hmm. like someone looped them, and then they continued growing upright. Yeah. I've seen forests like that in Poland as well. Really? That's yes. interesting. Yeah. That is so cool. I Because I think people forget, one, the Earth is is massive. And we have, like, magnets. The, the, the Not magnets. You know what I mean? Like, it's magnetized. We have the North and South Poles. And we have, like, just natural, all of our stuff is natural. It all comes from somewhere. Most things, you know, there are some elements that humans have created, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But all of that energy is just within our Earth's crust naturally. Yes. And that's where, you know, you've got steam as well that moves under the Earth's crust. And you've got underground aqueducts and and water sources and all of the Mm -hmm. stuff is constantly moving and shifting and working with and against each other i mean it i just don't see how people don't like get super into and fascinated by how the world works and all of these like energies that are out there and existing and just like it's cool it's cool (laughs) oh it's it's absolutely stunning and fascinating for instance i don't know if you've ever heard of these um there are cave systems in china but they're like dense forests. And from where they are located, you wouldn't think that life would be able to thrive there. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like lush tropical rainforest situation going on. Oh, that's so cool. And there's so many that they have discovered in recent years, but then you can only imagine, given the size of China, how many more are undiscovered. Right, it's almost like giant terrariums. Yes, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, and (laughs) in addition to the magnetic anomaly that exists not only in the United States, but in other parts of the world, (laughs) I think of the next, like, 
I would say this is more of a conspiracy theory oh. and not so much of like this weird magnetic anomaly, but the conspiracy theory about mattress firms, especially in the Midwest. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Because <laughs> you know, yes. that's like its own kind of grid system <laughs> to like bad things. Yes. It's kind of like how, and I know we're getting off track people, but just, just bear with us. It's it makes sense. It's, it's related. Like the Waffle House conspiracy where Waffle Houses are connected by portals. Like you could walk into a Waffle House in North Carolina and walk out of one in Oklahoma. Would not be surprised. <laughs> like a Denny's or a Waffle House. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I, those are just fun little conspiracies. I think those are just cute. Yeah, I, I, it's like any good urban legend, right? There's like a little grain of salt, some kind of truth to this whole tale. Yeah. Yeah. But Huska Castle, I would love to go see it. Definitely. What if you like bungee jumped off the highest point of the castle just to see how, how low can you go? <laughs> and if you go through the different circles of hell, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you go through the floor. <laughs> Do you think the devil would appreciate that? <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder if the devil is just as bored as we are. I have no doubt. I think if you're immortal and it's only novel and fun for so long to torture people. Sure. And after all this time, you've probably thought of it all. Mm-hmm. And, oh, can I tell you a spooky story? Yes. Okay, so this was someone I knew in high school and for whatever reason, their their father was a courtroom artist and actually drew uh, John Wayne Gacy during his trial. Oh, That's one okay. fun fact. And then the second fun fact was that they would do Ouija board sessions in their house. Nope. I know. Okay. I, I would never. Like, those things scare the living heck out of me. Do not condone, but okay. No. No, absolutely not. I don't care if they're marketed as a game. There's they're nothing not. fun about it. Fun, whimsical, and delightful. And I don't want it in my house, but they were conducting a session and I believe they contacted some kind of well-known writer or artist. And they said, how is it where you are now? Mm -hmm. Right? In the afterlife. And the response was, it's very cold. And I think oh. of like the first circle of hell, you know, the one where allegedly Satan is half frozen in the mm -hmm. lake and consuming souls and such. Okay, yeah. Because if you were in a better place, it would not be cold. Because I know that... Ugh, I'm going to try so hard that we can get back on topic. But I know some people that have talked about how what if hell isn't hot, but it's just cold. Because it's a lack of warmth. Yes, yeah. And if you follow kind of like Dante's Inferno, mm -hmm. the final circle that houses Satan, it's like a frozen lake. But mm -hmm. also, I've had someone who is very deeply religious very devout say that hell is not actually beneath the ground it's located in the sky just like heaven is okay. but that there is different levels to heaven and one of those is hell oh so i've heard very vastly different theories and representations in art and literature or much less like religious interpretation because okay. they said that was in the bible but i'm like i don't know that's what okay. interpretation what version are we talking about right that's all right i grew up baptist normal baptist not southern baptist and i don't remember people I love talking how you about always clarify <laughs> i have to i have yeah, to <laughs> i have to <laughs> but i don't i don't remember that and i but okay that's cool though i do like how that's would be it's an it's structured. an interesting yeah, conceptualization. I always like to think of it as opposite polarities. So one is up high, yeah. one must be below the ground. Yeah. I, maybe it's my little lizard ADHD brain that it's like, <laughs> I need a clear demarcation. Like, that seems too close for comfort. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you need some time and space between that. I would just say they're on an, a totally different dimension. Or that too. But it's far enough, right? In yeah. the dimensions. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of hell, speaking of demons, speaking of evil, uh, I one of my favorite. <laughs> Have you one been to a JCPenney? <laughs> a JCPenney perfume counter. <laughs> oh, no. don't get me started. The makeup perfume counter, don't. Um, One of my 
favorite kind of haunted areas is Alcatraz. No, the mall where our grad school was. <laughs> <laughs> that was a spooky mall. That, I'm sorry. That had its own portal to hell, but okay. <laughs> Terrifying, but Alcatraz. Yeah, so Alcatraz. Not to be confused with Azkaban. I was... <laughs> so this is kind of where it stemmed from. <coughs> was Azkaban. And when I was... So I read the Harry Potter books way back when I was a kid. When they were still coming out. Like, I think I... My family members waited in line to get them for me for Christmas. I think from the fourth book on. So very, very hardcore. Was into it as soon as it started. And when I read about Azkaban, I was like, isn't that a a, a place? Like, isn't that real? <laughs> and then, of course, my mom's like, no, it's Alcatraz. And so then, of course, my brain had to just Yeah, no, dumbass. <laughs> Right. Hyperfixate on Alcatraz and learn all about it. So for anyone who doesn't know, Alcatraz is also known as The Rock. Not the ex-wrestler. And so it is... <laughs> it used to be a fort in the 1850s. And when the wars were done, it was made into a prison in 1910. And it opened in 1934 and ran until 1963. Now... That is a very short amount of time. Some people are thinking, why even build a prison and why did you not keep it open? The reason it's called The Rock is because similar to the castle, it's just not woods, it's ocean. Alcatraz is built on an island off the San Francisco Bay. Mm-hmm. And so they're, the, the only way to get supplies is by boat. But it's not... An island with sandy beaches. It is a rock that is just jutting straight up out of the water. So it's very difficult to get fresh water over there, especially in the early 1900s when they were probably still trying to figure out how to get, you know, pipes through the ocean. They had to get supplies like food and clothing and doctors and you know, just anyone who was working there, you had to get up on a boat and go to the island and then you couldn't just go home. So the reason that Alcatraz was closed was mainly logistical. It was just stupid. It was hemorrhaging money, basically, to just keep it open. <laughs> and, but while it was open, it had some of the worst criminals in the justice system, like in our criminal system in America. And throughout those barely 30 years, it's not even 30, it was 29 years, eight people were murdered, five killed themselves, and 15 died by natural causes. Because again, you couldn't get doctors out there in time. It was kind of difficult to keep up with maintenance because who are you going to hire? What cleaning lady is going to come out there or cleaning man is going to come out to an island of horrific criminals and clean the place. So it wasn't very clean. It was very dirty. It was very dark. And it was known to have it's like some torturous spaces that they use to like contain their criminals. So one of the things was the hole, which was solitary confinement built into the ground. And they would lock people in these tiny rooms with no windows for days. That, that's not a rehabilitating for people. And Absolutely what is not. the silence of the lambs? Like, e even for working people, it's against the law to have spaces without windows. Right. I think part of it is just because, what it might be because of Alcatraz. Like, people went insane there. Yeah. And isn't it also ironic that, yes, this place was so isolated and exposure and lack of resources and the speed at which you can get them there. But even nowadays, there was recently a case where an inmate was basically eaten to death by bedbugs. Oh, God. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you which prison they were. And as someone who as a child loved to watch that show Lock Up, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was about autopsies and to catch a predator and lock up. Those were my three. I love them. There you go. Say what you will. Keep your opinions to yourself, though. But 
I mean, yeah, the the conditions are kind of wild. I mean, all prisons mm-hmm. are suffering from overcrowding. For stupid reasons, but yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a different topic. But yes, no, our prison system is still very broken in America. But with Alcatraz specifically, I think that if it was either closer to the bay or had... um it just was on land in general, like in the mm. intercontinental, wasn't out on an island. It'd probably still be running, or at least it probably would have run longer. Have uh, any inmates escaped from Alcatraz successfully? No one knows. So technically, I think there was a duo who escaped Alcatraz and was never seen again. But. That is a very open-ended sentence. They could right. have escaped and lived, or they could have died. I think their raft was found, but that was it. And it was recovered, totally damaged, and torn apart, I think, on the island. Oh, yikes. I mean, I can... People need to understand that, like, around the San Francisco Bay, it's pretty damn cold. And the it's, water, yeah. the, the currents are really intense. So... Mm-hmm. If they were able to survive that, if I was, um, <coughs> I just choked on spit. You choked on water, I choke on my own spit. <laughs> what an episode. Great. <laughs> Love that for us. But um, <laughs> if I was like the warden or security of a prison and those guys were able to escape successfully, I'd be like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> so Alcatraz, though, so I don't have any international stories but alcatraz is said to be one of the most haunted places in the world not just the united states that's fascinating i history has shown us that at least within the united states prisons and old asylums are hotbeds for paranormal activity right and and one of the explanations for that tends to be that when in when individuals die what is wrong with us today when people die and they are experiencing extreme emotions Mm. then they're more likely to not be able to pass on because they don't go in peace like they don't have their for religious individuals they may not have their last rites read to them they may not come to terms with their sins i don't know what y'all do I haven't been inside of a church <laughs> in like a decade, that. okay? <laughs> but when people are under such duress and when they go in such agonizing situations, mm-hmm. then it's said that they're more likely to stick around to haunt the location. One, because they may not even realize they're dead. Or yeah. two, because they have unfinished business. Like, how dare I die in these horrific conditions? Yes. And isn't that so interesting? You know, we often talk about haunted locations but what gets to be haunted? Is it like, if you've heard of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in Chicago, that yeah. allegedly the bricks of the building, when it was taken apart, whoever took a brick was haunted. Hmm. Or Spider, James, uh, James Dean, who died young, the famous movie star, that oh. allegedly his car was haunted. And yeah. car parts were taken and repurposed in other people's cars, that they suffered horrible accidents or died. Mm -hmm. So it's not just haunted places, but haunted things or haunted people, which is so interesting and is a whole other episode unto its own. Yeah, our top five favorite haunted items. (laughs) Get into it. I already have at least two. (laughs) Okay, next, we'll do that later on in spooky season. We're just going to keep the ghosts and the chills going. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that is, that is weird. You know, how do you know what becomes haunted and what not? And I know some people kind of say whatever you've had a really close connection with. Mm-hmm. It tends to be the thing. Because like James Dean apparently loved his car. Loved his car. And then he died mm-hmm. in the car. Yeah. So that's why it's haunted is because it's, he was connected to that vehicle when he passed. Mm-hmm. But you know what happens if like how how can a spirit travel with something is it their soul tied to that and then if you bless that item are they released are they not tied to 
a location because sometimes a house gets burnt down or removed when horrific things happen there and yet they are still haunted like the new house becomes haunted yeah think about the places that are built over let's say a cemetery or a graveyard yeah yeah it's very much that vibe and apropos that at my workplace Mm-hmm. <laughs> the haunted museum and it's not you know marketed as oh check out our haunted museum it's not like this a uh, fantastical thing like the zach's zach bagan's museum in vegas sure where the whole purpose is haunted items it's gonna haunt your ass right mine houses a big church collection from the local diocese and Anyone will tell you, and I've yet to experience this myself, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but upstairs, we have someone who walks in circles. Yeah. And and recently, they started running really hard. Recently? Recently, Did yeah. you get anything new in your collection that might have caused that? No, that's the thing. Oh. We hadn't been doing any work up there because it was really hot. Yeah. And- the rugs, two of the rugs in this one room are moved such that they're almost on the wall. They're what? pushed aside so much, yes. Oh my god. Yeah, and I, I don't know, it's, again, it's not anything, like, malicious or anything, but it's almost like someone is doing, like, a walking meditation, like a walking prayer. Mm-hmm. And at times, I think the, whatever it is up there, whoever it is, it's more curious and maybe a little bit mischievous, but not malicious. But w- yeah, there's a lot of thumping. And then the bishop's desk on the first floor, always something reorganized. Mm-hmm. Recently, it was the sound of glass shattering. No glass. What? Nothing to be broken. On one of the cameras. How should I say this? Oh, no. Because it makes me feel gross even saying it, but a shadow oh. walked by. <laughs> oh, fuck. No. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, anytime shadows kind of get brought up, like, I, I have goosebumps. Like, my, my I know. I have goosebumps on my legs. Stand up. Like, I'm not. <sighs> and I have to work up there tomorrow to look through the vestments. <laughs> I wonder if they're just hot. Like, I wonder if they're irritated. Maybe if you put a fan upstairs, it would calm down. I really highly doubt it because (laughs) there was a lot of activity before this one room was unpacked, the storage room. And then stuff mellowed out for a good few weeks. And then once again, (laughs) started ramping up a little bit. Get a little eager. A little more party upstairs. And... Even on the first floor, this is also good. We have this really vintage Letterman jacket. And I don't know if it's from the 50s or earlier. But Mm -hmm. the mannequin stand on which it's on, the jacket gets turned the complete, like, 180. What? Yeah. Do you have a camera on that mannequin? You need to put a camera on that mannequin. And you know what's so funny is that it was three of us from the museum, like, fiddling around with this. Because I was like, oh, if you do this, it slightly turns. But you'd actually need to push the thing for it to face like that. Like, there's some slight give, but not to the degree where it's facing the complete opposite direction. Oh. So, and again, I've said, like, there are some religious items up there. You know, when people pray, it's hopes, dreams, fears, anger, sadness. It's all sorts of things being projected onto these things. Yeah. So, of course, we have a guest or guests. (laughs) That is... That is wild to me. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. What do you... So I'm kind of... Do you want to do, like, your next location then? Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's, like, an easy way to... I was looking at your locations, and two of them kind of roll off of what I was saying, but then we started talking about, like, shadow things, and I was like, oh, wait, no. This is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's still spooky. Still, still spooky. spooky. I guess continuing on with uh, penitentiaries, I kind of combined both of these together because they have a lot of the same symptoms or characteristics, if you will. Sure. But they are two really well-known but abandoned prisons in different locations in the U.S. One of them is the Ohio State Reformatory. Ooh. And it's 
if it's sounding familiar, it's because it's where the Shawshank Redemption was filmed back in the day. Mm-hmm. As with any good prison or haunted prison lore, the home of haunted phantom prisoners. Okay. It was closed in 1990, so not so much in the distant past for inhumane conditions and overcrowding, as uh-huh. seems to be very shared amongst Alcatraz and other places. And the secondary piece was the Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So built in 1829, but closed in 1970, so not so far away. And also known to be inhumane and infamous for its different forms of solitary confinement, (sighs) including putting just a bag over prisoners' heads so they couldn't see anyone, and I'm guessing keeping it on there for a while... (laughs) Oh my god, what the fuck? I know, I know, but many of the things reported include disembodied voices, shadowy figures, footsteps, y'all know. It's like, it's like ghosts are us. Ghosts are us, truly. If, if you have a prison, just expect that at some point it will be haunted, if not already haunted. True that. I... I never want to go to prison for various reasons, but one of them I is would just think because you would. I, <laughs> again, I would wish that reasons. for you. But one of them being like, I'm so I'd be terrified that I'd be rooming with more than just one person, and not in the physical sense. Like, oh. there's just so many stories of people that go to prisons and they feel like they've been possessed or have heard voices that weren't supposed to be there or seen things. It's like, I don't need that. <laughs> mm. Oh. What makes you, like, what brings you to these two? Because, like, for me, Alcatraz was tied to Azkaban. Like, that's where it the, it sure. clicked for me. What What kind of interested you about these places? I remember when I was younger and reading about haunted locations in the U.S. As one and does. Those, as one does. <laughs> Some light reading. <laughs> In addition to Magic Treehouse and series of unfortunate events, you got to read up on your local ghost lore. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and those two came up so often, particularly mm-hmm. the Eastern State Penitentiary. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Philadelphia for many reasons. Very interesting yeah. place. Home yeah. of the Mutter Medical Museum filled with oddities and other curiosities. Okay. Historically, for America, founding fathers, uh-huh. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> so many important things, you know? <laughs> Nicholas Cage is not a founding father, just to no, clarify. But, yeah, yeah, for, for those who, who haven't grown up in the U.S., if you've seen the movie, uh, what is it again? Oh, the National, National Treasure. Yeah, National Treasure. Yeah, National Treasure. Fun movie, delightful. Great movie. <laughs> yeah, icon. <laughs> are you sure he's not a founding father a do you remember that photo where they're the founding father of i don't know um of muttering <laughs> talking weird um do you remember that one photo where they're like this is a doppelganger he's a vampire oh my god yeah he, him and um keanu reeves, keanu reeves is i love one. keanu reeves god i, I would marry too. that man in a oh heartbeat my god. If you are listening, know that you are so loved, sir. Like, you are such a fantastic person. Just let me reach through my microphone and give you little forehead kisses. I hope you have a beautiful day. Continue. Truly. You want to talk about National Treasure, let's talk about Keanu Reeves. We're we're not talking about National Treasures. We're talking about Eastern State Penitentiary. Ugh. (laughs) But this is important. (laughs) Ugh. Next time, I guess. Keep an ear out for that episode. With a yes. heavy heart, we will move on. But yeah, that's that's primarily the reason why I looked into those. Because, you know, certain prisons, either through movies, popular culture, or things mm-hmm. like this, it's kind of like if you think about Joliet Prison and the Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. So people are like, yeah, that's cool. Shawshank Redemption and the Ohio State Penitentiary. Cool. Yeah. But then you have things like this that go a little bit deeper, where it's truly horrific, you know, treatment toward other people. Yeah, because wasn't Eastern State one of the places that psychological experiments were done? 
Oh, I couldn't tell you that, but I wouldn't doubt it. Okay. Because I know there was a time in our history where they were trying to You've used this term so loosely, so loosely, but (laughs) rehabilitate people to be back into society after they've done horrendous things and they went to to jail to these penitentiaries. And and I don't know if this is just my knowledge getting mixed up with actual asylums, because I also like our backgrounds are in psychology. So obviously, maybe the spooky bitch that I am know too (laughs) much about asylums and the history of mental health in our country. Mm. But I'm fairly certain they also did experiments on prisoners because who better than and I again, please take that with a grain of salt, but historically better historically than people who have their rights stripped away from them. That tends to be a theme. And so I thought, like, lobotomies and stuff were done on intense prisoners. I wouldn't doubt it, because it turned your brain to mush, right? Any time you have your frontal cortex separated from you, um, that just tends to take all your higher functions away from you. I mean, think of Rosemary Kennedy. She became essentially a vegetable following her lobotomy, and I think she already had some kind of either mental disorder or developmental delays to begin with Mm -hmm. um, that were only compounded by that. And yeah, prisoners were an easy target. Um, I think like electroconvulsive therapy, lobotomies, but also think about prisoners back in the day, like Victorian England, the time of body snatching, the Mm -hmm. only way that you can get bodies for future uh, doctors to practice dissection and so forth, I think were either the bodies of people from poor houses or, and or uh, executed criminals. Yes. And that's why body snatching became such a big business and business was truly booming during that time. And that's how funerary technology came about. Fun fact. But Yeah. yeah, I wish I knew if it was also people from poor houses, but definitely can confirm on the executed criminals. Yeah, that was... For, you know, and anyone who may not know, but that was back when they were trying to get bodies and cadavers for medical students. Yeah, cadavers, that's the word. And that really did help further, I guess, our understanding of how to keep bodies fresh longer. Because they, what were they going to do? Throw them in a giant block of ice so they could transport them where they needed to go? It was, this person died two hours ago. I need that in a bag at the hospital now. So that people... (laughs) can open this cadaver up and learn whatever they needed to learn, right? Yeah, it's like the Civil War, right? That's where um, body preservation, the first forms of, Mm -hmm. what do you call that? When they put the chemicals into the body, embalming. Yeah. Yeah, when embalming came about. Crazy stuff. Death comes for us all. (laughs) (laughs) Memento mori. Truly. (laughs) End of episode. No, I still have another have another place. Yeah, well, I decided I'm done. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of death and speaking of um, a horrific, sudden, unseen death, one of my places that I have had a hyperfixation on as a child, or at least as a young adult, was the Lizzie Borden house and the Lizzie Borden story. For anyone who grew up in America... And maybe this was just a small town fucked up kids thing. <laughs> but we knew the rhyme. The Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Where the fuck did you grow up? Shit. Like, <laughs> we didn't say that around here. I grew up in the Bible Belt where people are truly fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But I, again, was watching spooky, like, ghost shows with my mom uh-huh. i think starting at like 10 years old because that's just what we watched in my house it's fine yeah. like every healthy healthy <laughs> home totally but i remember listening and watching about the lizzie borden house and which fun fact you can still rent rooms to this day no so, in 1892 in fall river massachusetts lizzie borden was acquitted but initially went to trial for killing her parents with a hand axe. Now, she was acquitted because there was no witness. There were no witnesses. 
Really? There were no clues. And some have now said, taking the evidence that they did have at the time, looking at the social kind of situation happening within the house, some people think that there might have been abuse in the house because Lizzie had a sister. Uh Uh-huh. And some believe that she committed a crime (laughs) to save her sister or her sister committed a crime and Lizzie tried to take the fall but was acquitted because there is there was really no evidence. Wait, but then was the sister present at the time of the slayings? No, but technically Lizzie wasn't either. Interesting. So that's how they were able to she didn't get the the ticket. It's because she had a chat alibis. She wasn't there. But the weird part about this is, so, the house still stands. They kept everything the same. Oh, yikes. Like, they've, I'm sure they've changed out the mattresses in the room that you sleep in. But, like, the couch that her father was found in is still there. For the Chase. <laughs> yeah, for priests. <laughs> and the whole place has been, like, historically preserved. And... It's just, it's kind of weird to me. That's, that's messed up. Like, how did a murder like this then be, and I don't know if it was just the circus of it, the media circus about how this horrific crime happened in the late 1800s then, 1892, Mm -hmm. and supposedly a woman did it. Like, maybe it was that anomaly that made everyone think, this is so wild, Versus Mm -hmm. other mass murders that have happened in our country. No doubt. And I mean, female serial killers are rare, but they are certainly out there. They're rare because they're not caught. That too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Truths. But so the house is very haunted, obviously. And this is the thing is both of the adults were murdered, all of the hits basically were to their head or upper back. Like this was, the mom was found in the bedroom and it looked like she was putting away laundry and the person attacked her from behind. And then they went downstairs where her dad was laying on this chase lounge couch kind of situation, taking a nap. And you can look up photos of the bodies because they took photos of the bodies as evidence. He doesn't have a face. He barely has a head. It's like, it's a body and then it's just destroyed. And I'm I'm sorry that I didn't put a warning on that. It's very gruesome. And even in the black and white photo, you can tell it's gruesome. But can you imagine though, like what kind of fury was behind that attack to that man, regardless of what happened? Because the abuse itself is also unconfirmed, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I don't remember where I, I think it might have been like a, like a his, history special that was looking at old murder cases. I might have heard mm-hmm. it. I don't know if it was a Netflix special or like a YouTube thing. I just remember hearing that that might have been another way to look at what happened as a reason. Yeah, which I think is a very valid consideration to be made. But yeah. I think also part of it was probably the destroying of evidence like i have no doubt that people just came charging in there like lay people and police alike mm-hmm. and damaging the crime scene because if i remember correctly lizzie is the one who came home and found them and called the police because that's the thing neighbors didn't hear anything there oh. was no screaming there was mm-hmm. no loud noises no banging no forced entry Like, Mm -hmm. no fight. It just happened. Well, shoot. Yeah, I mean, like, let's say if the mom was attacked from behind, so she wasn't expecting it, and if it is, in fact, her neck or head that were targeted, she would have been too stunned Mm -hmm. to even give a response and thus waking the husband Mm -hmm. who was dozing off. So that makes sense. That was very planned, premeditated. Someone knew their way around the house. Right? And that's like, how would you, did you just quietly sneak in and then look in every single room before you found someone? And if that's the case, like, so you saw the husband on the couch first, because I mean, the sitting room is almost immediately right there in front of the door. 
Right. Saw that he was asleep and went, okay, I have some time then. Like, it's just, whoever did it thought this through. Yeah. Yet it still seems like a crime of passion. Right, considering especially the father's state. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to kill someone, but it's another thing to just bludgeon them. Totally. To disfigurement. Yeah. Oh, man. I Either way, I think it's terrible. Did whatever happened to Lizzie Borden and her sister, what, what, what happened next for them? Was there anything else... Was she mentally ill? I mean, Mm-mm. what what happened there? I'm, I mean, they both lived their lives. Really, just, without incident. Once the trial was done, they went on with their lives. I don't know if they lived in that house or if they moved. I, I'm, fo- I'm foggy on those details. Mm-hmm. But they both just lived. They moved on. Huh. Which is kind of why I wonder, like, they were... I don't even know how sad they were about their parents passing. Like, so that's kind of why I wonder if there was something horrific kind of happening behind closed doors Mm -hmm. inside that dollhouse, so to speak. And someone just said, I can't do this anymore. That's, that's wild. Cause there's another murder also with an ex, the Velasca ex murders. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Where someone, a stranger, was hiding out in the attic for some time mm-hmm. before I think also coming in and like, you know, just bludgeoning people to death. Yeah. And so, they never caught this person. So I, that's actually, like, if we had an honorable mention list, that's another one I really um, mm. know a lot of information about. The only thing I don't remember is I don't remember what state it happens in. But the Velasca house was this family... And the family was the mom and dad, and I think they had four kids, and they had two kids staying over, and they had gone out to church, and they came back, and the next morning, like, people went to stop by their house, pick up the kids, and they found everyone slaughtered. I think it was just the maid who wasn't, or something like that. That might have been. But, like, all of the family and the children included Mm -hmm. were killed. And the weird part about the Velasca house is that whoever killed them took the time to cover the mirrors. And it's been thought of that they couldn't face themselves doing this horrific act. But they still were somehow able to kill everyone. And the idea, what they thought then happened, because how do you come home with all of these children and then just miss someone hiding in your house? Because there was no forced entry. And they think that what happened was someone hid in the attic Mm -hmm. and waited until everyone to sleep and then just destroyed everyone. That is like stalking. That is predatory behavior. That's very systematic. Yeah. Intentional premeditated murder. And also it's Iowa. Iowa. Okay. The freaking Midwest, man. Listen, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio. There's something about living in the middle of nowhere. It's the mattress firms, I'm telling you. (laughs) Because they were around at that time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's it's just... And that one is special. Because at least with the Lizzie Borden one, there's some kind of idea that something must have happened, right? That they had, like, prime suspects that were acquitted. Mm -hmm. And they lived their lives. But with the Velasca house... There really wasn't a reason. It was cold case, yeah. Like, it was just straight up someone came in to kill everyone. And for That's what? horrifying. I mean, that I think that is the worst, because it's like this senseless, purposeless killing. It's not like in self-defense. Mm-hmm. If there was abuse, it's just, you know what? Now's a great day for murder, especially children. My God. Right? I... You know what's so interesting about the mirrors? They're, depending on what culture, is that they would cover mirrors when someone was either in the process of dying, but definitely already dead, so the the souls wouldn't get trapped in the mirror. Right, so maybe they were thinking, I'll release their souls, and I'll make sure that they have an escape. Like, but, bruh, the souls did not need to be raped. <laughs> No, <laughs> certainly not by that guy or gal. Whoever. Whoever it was, yeah. But 
And that house is also said to be haunted. I would, if I got murdered brutally, I, you bet your ass I would haunt that place <laughs> or person. Probably person. Well, and I don't know how the Borden house worked, because now it's a bed, be- bre- bed and breakfast. Really? Yeah, you can you can stay. They do haunted ghost tours. They do all the whole shebang, right? And that can be a That's total other episode. Yeah, that could be an absolute episode about exploitation of true crime. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, like, of a uh, 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 pain, like someone oh, else's yeah. pain, right? Yeah. But with the Alaska house, I'm fairly certain, like, it was just sold then. To another family that was going to live there, and they did, and then they left, and they're like, I'm not about to stay here. It's super fucking haunted. And everyone who was from the town is like, no shit, it's super haunted. Six people were (laughs) murdered there. Man. Uh, But I think that's all of our locations that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, gosh, there's plenty more (laughs) where that came from, but let's not get into it. Yeah, those were our, our top five over the last two episodes. Do you, mm-hmm. dear S, have any kind of final thoughts and opinions about our locations that we talked about? If you've been to any of the locations, please let us know. We're always Ooh. eager to know if there's a spot that you recommend us looking into. Please send that as well. What about you, D? Yeah, I think that if you have been to any of these locations, if you have any evidence from these locations yes. and would like to send them our way, I will happily publish them on our uh, Tumblr page and be like, this was mm-hmm. submitted. And I just think that'd be really cool. How to, yeah. how you were saying that you caught a shadow figure on your camera. I'm so tempted to be like, can you send me those images? I want to see them. But at the same time, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, no. My boss was like, absolutely not, and turned off the cameras. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I think that would be super interesting. And let us know any of your weird, haunted hyperfixations that you had as a kid, like every <laughs> healthy, growing child has. <laughs> absolutely. Did not send the trajectory into weirdness and <laughs> trauma. <laughs> oh, no, of course not. But... With that being said, thank you everyone for listening. If you have enjoyed it, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, shout us out into the universe, and send us to your friends. Tell them that we are awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone. Creeping up from the heathens, got will, got fight, got pride, got reason. If they want to go, we think you know I'm going to feed them. If you're coming for